0: Today's episode is brought to you by Organifi, the best tasting green blend on the market. They're cold processed, guys, to retain all of the nutrients. And if you're looking to fill all the nutritional gaps and buffer out that new stress that your body has to deal with on a daily basis, check out Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use the promo code SUCCESS to save 20% on your order. And now to today's show.
1: and I get what I get because I live and be smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to
2: be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, What's Mr. Carl going Wesley Phillips. on, y'all? Happy New Year. Dr. Douglas Thomas. It's beginning to look a lot like well, Christmas. Oh, is gone. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like New
1: Year. It looked the same, babe. I think mean, New Year's, and, is, it, is no New Year's th- really hookup. It's like, Christmas spillover, so
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It is. No, but it's uh twenty eighteen, man, and I'm excited because it's the top of twenty eighteen and we have uh an incredible guest in the building. In the building. My man, and I can't wait to tell y'all this this incredible story. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It is inspiring. Um, I it. didn't even know humble about humble it. it. I, I I known him for, for years. Six, at six, least like least six, six, seven years six, now. Six, seven years. Six, seven years and just, you know, really dug all the way into the story, man. But my man Jamal King is in the building. Jay, what's up, man? How you feeling?
3: Man, what's going on, happy brother, Year, man, brother? Happy Shite New Year, brother. Happy town in the building. Shot town. That's I'm talking about south side. Though. What's <laughs> south, the real south side. Okay, I didn't know if you was Westside
1: side or not. <laughs> no, the real uh, south side. Connie's. Are yeah. you Connie's? Man, I'm home run in, bro. Oh, you do, bro. He no longer home run in. <laughs> yeah, he hooked, okay, he, that's hooked. Right, that's yeah,
2: it. Those, those not I from, didn't from the bougie. Bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I right right For the bougie. rest of <laughs> us. Those of us not right. from the shot, I believe they're referring to pizza. There you go. talking about, not just <laughs>
3: pizza, but the real deal.
2: <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, So now nah, pleased to have you join us, man, for real. It is a, a, an honor uh, to have you on the show. And uh, man, you know, shout out to everybody in 2018, man. We got the uh, challenge going, the challenge is underway. Carl is looking like uh, Usain Bolt over there. He's shredded already. Uh, man, oh, we're doing ready. the Fight the Fat Challenge, so shout-out everybody who's joining us. You still got time to join us at breatheuniversity.com. But, um, man, we are we are rocking and rolling, man, and shout-out to everybody who decided to join this mission. Um, man, I want to do a quick fair file in 2018 because I noticed I, I, maybe I was late to the party on the story, but I noticed that my phone was getting slower and slower. Mm. Mm. And so somebody sent me an article, and it turns out I know I might be a week or so late, Jay. But did y'all see iPhone is purposely slowing down phones so that you got to go buy the new phone, bro? Yeah, bro, I saw it and
1: inflating. <laughs> Football. Oh, flat-
2: yeah, inflating. The, flat- oh, oh, the, flat the, oh, okay. the flatter phone. The flatter phone. Dog. So yeah, they purposely suppressing your phone yeah. to make you get the new one. And now is that fair fight?
3: It's definitely foul. Fair five. It's definitely foul. It's economics. Hey, I've been a victim of it because just about every, I'm one of them people that get an iPhone every year. Yep. And so I think I've been a victim of it of years. And yep. I just always thought, man, this phone is a little bit slower than the other ones. Right, right, right. It just got old. So I need on. to
1: upgrade. Oh, oh, I'm saying, though, did Brady get fine <laughs> for the ball situation? If he did, then we need to go ahead no, and No, I'm saying, because
2: you know what my new thing is? is crazy. Like, for whatever reason, I can't, like, you know how you look at your phone and turn it sideways? Yeah. Now mine just gets stuck in, in portrait mode or landscape mode, whatever it is, and I can't come back. I got to shut my whole phone down, turn it back on just to get it straight up.
1: Mine, it does that when I try to merge calls. I can't even see. You to get back to you, and I gotta cut it off and cut it back on, and I just thought I was the only hey, one. Hey, no, so with my my home
0: button just gets stuck. So oh, I literally,
1: yeah. ah. told, He got the 10 I though. got the 10, oh, That's true. But, oh, but they the told me it wasn't room. the phone; it's the software. Mm.
2: Oh, okay. Mm, you didn't update, you mm. upgrade your software. I figure
1: I paid for this phone. It the should software, come with that, everything. Everything okay. should have came upgraded, updated. Everything <laughs> should have just came with the phone.
2: You would it think. Is, you would it it think. Is. No, no, no. They're not doing like that. My phone
3: got stuck yesterday at Ease House. And he actually showed me how to fix it or
2: whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, 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 I turned the He's sideways. The right, right. I turned it
3: sideways, it wouldn't work. And he just kinda of took my phone and was like, hey, you gotta do this, that. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, no doubt, man. How
2: was your new year, man? Break it down. I was uh at the house, man, with the fam, just you know, chilling. I'm too old now to bring in to see the ball actually drop. So what does mid- that mean you're I'm, too old? I'm just saying midnight is late, bro. Midnight <laughs> is late like I, I literally tried to stay up and uh about 11 11:47 I uh I did not make the ball dropping all the way. So uh but no man, beautiful time with the fam, pops cooked. Uh man, we had, you know, family dropping by the whole time. Of course the kids doing their thing, man, and um just a a, a a beautiful time. So how, how was y'all New Year? How did y'all bring in the New Year? Did you have the Black Eyed Peas, i
1: oh, <laughs> I'm talking square to you, baby. Man, you know, Dee Dee, every year with, you know, Southern Roots, you got to have the Black Eyed Peas for luck. The greens for money. And I don't know if I believe in it, but it's looking like it's working. <laughs> but I did ask her where the macaroni and cheese come from. <laughs> right, right. sure. I wanna know where the mac and cheese come from right, right, right. with all of that. But uh um, no, phenomenal church event. You know what I'm saying? We had the church, um, what do they call that? Uh, um, watch, night. Mm, yeah, watch night. Watch night. So yeah, pizza, um, games, fun, you know, and just spending time together as a church. I must say this see having our own building now, like, yo, I was feeling the basement, the grind, and selling out the garage, out, you know, out the trunk. Like, I felt that. But having our own 16 – Jamie, it, like, first it was 5.1 and 5.2 and 16. I don't really know how many acres it is. It's somewhere between 15 and 16. But legitimately, having our own space where we can come when we want, leave when we want, you know, and just enjoy it. I really am enjoying uh, – uh, I'm enjoying this boy, but see, I got a fair file too. When you finish, I need to okay, I need <laughs> to ask you about this fair file. See, New Year's hey,
0: celebration mode, man. From Christmas to Jordan's birthday, right uh, into the church, hanging out, just staying uh, in celebration mode, man. Just yeah, family, just fun, man. Just watching movies. I'm staying up late. I am staying up late. I'm yeah. talking about all. I'm talking about probably till twelve thirty most nights. But yeah, oh, we yeah. getting it in, man. Just oh, enjoying yeah. that.
2: You 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 reliving your teenage oh, years. I'm, I'm all back in. I'm back in college again. Yeah. <laughs> what kind, of, what, what kind <laughs> of animal are you?
0: you know what <laughs> what Twelve thirty.
2: And Jay, man, New Year's was straight.
3: Oh yeah, beautiful man. Pops every year makes a pot of gumbo. Mm. and you know sometimes we call it young It's so good. Mm. Wow. Know, he got a little bit of everything in there. He still ain't taught me the secret yet. Yeah, you know, Oh, yeah, he gonna give you the recipe yet. He not give you the me recipe yet. Yeah. he had the key. Right, he's yeah, like, hold yeah. on yeah. man, you the prince, you ain't the king yet. I'm still on the throne sofa right now. The throne, you, know, yeah. you just enjoy this. He told me about a couple ingredients, but he ain't told me about yeah, everything that he put in there. So yeah, yeah. so he go off to the side and he do his Where thing. is he from, Louisiana? Nah, no, he's from Mississippi, man. Oh, man. West yeah. Mississippi. Gotcha, same thing. Close enough, same thing.
2: You know. yeah, so. yeah, no, dope, man. Hey, you got a fair, you got a fair five horse yeah, as well. fair you know, we've been fair
1: doing this, um, you know, Didi and I have taken Chris Daniels' assessment and turned it into our, you know, our marriage boy, right? So one thing that we agreed on was I have a hard time with not orders from my wife, but it seemed like 90% of her stuff is stop, drop, and roll. You know what I'm saying? Right, Like, right. it's not just what she asking me to do, but it's stop, drop, and roll. Like, all of it seemed like immediate. So we had a conversation mm. like, yo, this is what we need to do. I don't mind doing stuff for you, but can you give me some notice? You know what I'm saying? And she's like, first of all, I feel like that's weak. I'm like, I know, that's the gorilla. I like <laughs> all right? But I'm trying to tell you what I need. So she's like, bet, I'm going to try to give you a little bit more time. So why did she say on the last podcast we did, she's like, y'all finished? I was like, yeah. She's like, good, go get a U-Haul. I said, a U-Haul? Yeah, we'll get a U-Haul. I just found some stuff for the church. We, you know, we got we're getting at school. And, and daycare then he was so
2: pissed off, he ran the U-Haul into, into the, the church. building.
1: <laughs> to get back at him. And so I'm just saying, is that fair file see that? I had to stop what I was doing. Yeah. It was minus four, and I vowed to never move ever again. Me, I will pay you. If you call me and say, E, can you help me move? I say, I got money I got for two money men on that truck. for you. I'm yeah. help you get a truck and two men. And his fair that we had just talked about giving me twenty four hours, and she gave me less than three minutes. And am I dumb for doing it? You know what I'm saying? Because as soon as it was over, I was like, Carl, I got Carl in it because his wife I was, was there say, too. She got
0: two men in the yeah, truck.
1: I was like, uh, Carl, you, what we doing? He's what like, we are moving? Mean, man, they had but cribs, yeah, cabinets, cribs all cabinets, cabinets, all kind of stuff, all kind of stuff. Um, To the church? Yeah, just for the daycare. From where to the church. It was in Dewitt. Some company had gone out of business. They were no longer and I'm
3: talking about it was new stuff though.
1: Yeah, stuff looked good. It was looked great. Brand new stuff. Minus four? It was minus four degrees. Wow. Yeah. I could die. (laughs)
3: But yeah. hey, man, you know I'm what saying? sure, I'm sure that sale price they got it for was worth it. And, I, that's, and that's what she said. Uh, back to less than 24 dollars let me know,
1: though. <laughs> a a, a, a
2: know smart man once told me I got more money than I got time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so look, I, I pay full price, and I get it when it heat up a little bit when I feel like going. Right. The $75 I'm about to save is not me? worth my life. And so, Ethan, you did run the, the you You, <laughs> <laughs>
1: the you know what, see, here's hey, the thing. Hey, so crazy. look, we show
2: up at the <laughs> church today, and he was like, Yeah, I hit that joint. <laughs> yes. I'm like, What? Yeah. I look up. The whole support um, <laughs> brick of the church looked like it was to about collect. to fall in. And Carl <laughs> the What's underneath. so crazy, though, is I told
1: Carl, we had done the whole run, was at the church, finished. We was on our way out. Back to so you. I was home. like, Yo, Carl, it was so weird. This out of my mind, man. I just got to pray for my mind. I was just like, Yo, they told me if you tear the top off, You know, you got to pay like 150 or whatever. And I was just like, so geek, like, yo, I ain't getting into no accidents, bet. So me and Carl was (laughs) leaving and I saw a uh, note, a UPS note on the door. And so I'm trying to be like, all right, let me handle, let me go get the, you know, the note. So I left one building, go to the other building to get the note off of it and didn't pay attention. I'm being real. I'm so grateful it was snow on the ground because if it wasn't mm. snow, I would have been tried, probably doing like 25, 30 oh, to man. that Joker. I was probably only doing 10, 10, 10, yeah, 10. And the truck just stopped. And I was like, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the truck stopped. You know what I'm saying? You check the gas, oh, and I didn't check nothing. I stopped. And I only yeah. stopped because in the new Escalade, if you're about to hit something, it stops for you automatically. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't think the U-Haul had a little sense. <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> okay, right. it's acting as yeah. the like, must be it a be 2018. It just stops. I was like, man. Let, Carl, me, let me give it some gas. So I, so I didn't do anything. Carl got out and got the up, and Carl was like, E. I was like, what? He was like, you hit the, you know how you have the, um, what is it, the underpass? So the like, clearance was 16 foot, wow. the U-Haul I was 16. 17. It was 17. Oh, it was 17. I, I was 17. the <laughs> Isn't it a sign out there? Yeah, it's a little it bit of a 16-4. It's a 16, 4. It said 16 <laughs> 4. Yeah, okay. We thought it yeah. was 16-3. I'll be honest. You know, when you went to U-Haul, it's high. Oh, high. But it don't feel that high. It didn't. It didn't. Oh, and it, so I thought that, and then
0: I, and now I got out of <laughs> Hey, so I'm going to say five. You got insurance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a little mayhem commercial. Hey, the good thing is U-Haul did not. I hope they don't listen to the podcast. Oh, they they no. ain't no scratches. I ain't seen nothing at the top. U-Haul, you all they straight. Yeah, they go well, good. James yeah. got some,
1: a little. <laughs> little work to do. Good thing it's drywall prim- out he, there. He That's has the set part. back our uh, <laughs> renovation schedule <laughs> at yeah, at about a a six months. Month. <laughs> hey, I told Carl I might have upped it because they ain't done nothing. So now with the, 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 the cosmetic damage, hopefully they'll go and make it happen. We Jay, you here, Jay. It. we will going to tell you a story, but hopefully you can look at it and tell me how much damage it's going to cost. <laughs> hey, we
3: walked in, I was like, hey, is that structural? <laughs> right, I didn't see right. a crack. Yeah. We're in the foundation. Like, uh, <laughs> so we're going we gonna to check that we out after that, that that out. Out the podcast. I'm talking out. about we
2: not safe right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm we speak. <laughs> This podcast is in jeopardy. Before
1: we walked in the door. I'm like, <laughs> you no, know, oh, no, uh,
2: This is... Uh, yeah. Don't walk underneath that. I promise you. you talking about a lawsuit. I'm suing U-Haul and E. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I'm Um, Man, Jay, so I don't even know where to start, man, but um, I want to get into your story, man, just an incredible story, and, you know, obviously you, you know, I've become, you know, like family to us now, and so it was important for me. I was like, man, how can we, you know, kind of share this story on the podcast, and so we'll just kind of walk through it, and um, I want you to be able to give some insight to people, man, because I think there's so many powerful gems throughout your story, but it kind of, you know, for you, we'll fast forward, you know, Chicago, you know, your your whole life born, you know, born and raised and, you know, spent all your time there and then ended up going, uh, marrying your high school sweetheart. High school sweetheart. Now, were y'all
3: married before y'all went to college or y'all got married? Oh, man. Okay. um, When we went to college, man, my wife, she's, she's like a brainiac. And so she Mm -hmm. graduated from high school at the age of 16 Mm. and then graduated from college at the age of 19. Mm -hmm. And then after she graduated from college, she was the youngest uh manager at Enterprise Rental car at 19 years old. Wow. And so, yeah, so we beast were still... Mode. Yeah, beast mode for real. So mm-hmm. we were still pretty young.
2: Okay, gotcha. Uh, you.
3: Actually, man, she was making more money than I was coming right. out of college. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And y'all went to school, you played football. Yep, I played football. We went to high school together. Then I ended up going to college first. and she came the year after me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing football, Western Illinois University. Hey, okay. Uh, hey. Oh, yeah, Leathernecks. And, yeah, she came on the campus and... Um, you know and uh, and and that was that didn't make it to the nfl
2: yeah um, some injury like I, yeah I had some, some... I
3: had some injuries um you know acls i had a stomach injury broken bones and for whatever reason didn't make it to the league but a few of my buddies made it to the league and that was the time in my life where i was exposed to that nfl life so I wasn't in the NFL, but I got exposed to the NFL life because of my partners.
2: Right, right. And so you saw, you saw that, and but you chose to kind of go into the family business. Yeah, well,
3: the family business, man. My, I come from a blue-collar family. And when I say blue-collar, like, it's really blue-collar. Like, my dad was a Chicago police sergeant for 30 years. Mm-hmm. My mother was a Cook County sheriff, you know, a correctional officer. Mm-hmm. And so they wow. literally had blue-collars every day. And so everybody in my head, uncles that was in the police department, and so everybody around me, then my brother, my older brother, he became a state trooper. And so everybody around me was in law enforcement. Wow, that's big. so, yeah, my whole life, man, my dad used to, and my mom, they used to always ingrain in us and I to ask us, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Hmm. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember my, my older sister, you know, she started to always say, I want to be a teacher. Hmm. And to this day, she's a counselor in high school. Hmm. My brother was next in line. My dad used to always say, hey, Junior, what you want to be when you grow up? And my brother would look at him and say, Dad, I want to be a sergeant. I want to be a police just like you. And to this day, my brother is a sergeant yeah. with the state police. Mm-hmm. And then it was my turn, but my little sister, you know, she was like four years younger than me, and she was tugging my daddy's leg and say, Hey, Dad, my turn, my turn. And he said, Okay, baby, what you want to be in grow She said, I want to be a teacher too, like my big sister. And to this day, my sister is a principal. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, you know, I was like the problem child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like, Okay, son, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you go <know>? for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, come on. Jimmy Wright, uh, he's like, what you want to be when you grow up, son? And I remember looking at my dad, and I said, I want to be a millionaire. Mm. And so that always stayed in my head. That always stayed in my head. Yeah. And yeah. Um, when I didn't make it to the NFL, I was kind of in a state of shock. You know, yeah, I
2: didn't have- we, we all we, we had a segment on this podcast called <laughs> The Day yeah. I Found Out I Wasn't Going to the League, <laughs> or something like that. And I think we all had these dreams of being able to you know, support uh, our families yeah, with, yeah. you know, some huge aspiration like, you know, whether you're gonna be an actor or entertainer or, you know, what I mean, like yeah. go to the NFL, NBA, or something like that. But that wasn't in the cards for you, and so then you you picked up the family business. Yeah, and, picked up the family business right out of college. Became a police officer. Became a police a officer police in
3: Chicago. Officer. But during that time, as a police officer, man. That's when post-traumatic sports disorder set in on me. Yeah, you. I love mm. it. Say that one more time. Never heard post-traumatic that. Post-traumatic sports disorder. Mm. Not stress disorder, but yeah. sports disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And CJ, I know you went through it. And anybody yeah. that played ball yeah. out there, that's yeah. when you're going through high yeah, school I, and I college. I didn't go through it. And that's when, <laughs> that's when you, <laughs> man, the <laughs> half-back getting back into the league. I'm telling you. I mean, they really need to look yeah, into nah, that. Because, do. bro, they you do. know the feeling. You was yeah. Mr. Michigan, like the number one player coming out of high school. And that's when you the man. I'm talking about, man, you signing autographs. Yeah. You kissing babies, shaking yeah. hands, taking pictures. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, man, it's taken away from you in a second. Um, yeah. And then now you're working for the police department. Yeah,
2: and you're looking like now what? <laughs> and you're a rookie cop. And you so a rookie cop. Um, you, you actually, you know, you, you joined the family business, you became a police officer, and that was kind of like for you, that was probably a sense of pride, right? You,
3: it was a sense of pride. It was a sense of uh, legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a sense of, you know, my parents was happy. I remember at my graduation, you know, my dad wore his, you know, uniform. Yeah. My brother yeah. wore his uniform. My mom wore they, her uniform. So it was a sense of like, man, I'm, you know, my son made it. You know, he's part of the family. Yeah. You know, like he used to say, keeping the dynasty alive. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the only problem is, man, ever since I was eight years old, that you wasn't. Be in the league. That yeah. wasn't to the league. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then really, you know what? I didn't want to be in a league. I just wanted to be a millionaire. Right, right, And right. so the league was the only thing that I was exposed to at that time. That's the only thing I saw looking at people on TV. Yeah. You know, so I thought that that was the only way that I was going to make it yeah. to become
2: rich. And, and I think that's critical. And, and, and you know, uh, you, you said that you know, one of your close friends or a few of your close friends have made it to the NFL, and here you are now, a rookie Chicago police officer, and you're going to visit your friends,
0: and, uh, and they now have signed hey. these multi-million dollar contracts. And contract. arguably, you said you might have been better than a couple of these, these I'll cats. I'll tell
3: you, bro, we, it's one thing, man, and this is why post-traumatic sports sort of to set in, because here it is, you on the same field, you go to the same school, same class, you got the same uniform on, and all of a sudden, this person goes to the NFL, and mind you, he showed me his paycheck. My buddy showed me his paycheck in the league. He was making $200,000 a week, and I was making $1,200 every two weeks. Oh, it got mm-hmm. quiet in the room. Yeah. Ooh, think, no, about no, think, about, think about that. Think about the no, feeling. No yeah, Just no one minute ago, both of y'all getting scholarships. Yep. Yep. You know, y'all in the same place, same dorm room, and oh. now all of a sudden, he's making $200,000. Matter Mm. of fact, the game I went to, bro, he made eight tackles that game and one pass breakup, which is, that's that's a a, pretty good game. game. Mm. He got paid $200,000 that week. I locked up probably about three felons. (laughs) Got got shot at, you know. Got to a couple foot chases. And then for the two weeks worth of work, I made $1,200.
2: Yeah, and here my man out there playing ball. Yeah. Man. 200 grand. Um, but but I think that's important to the story was you you saw and while you weren't necessarily would you, you wouldn't use the word jealous, but no, you, you, no. You, you, kinda, you 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 were kind of at least motivated I, by it. Right. You, you thought you, 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 you were like, man, I got to figure something out. Exactly. You know, and so you, I'm, I'm with the family legacy. Yeah. I, I'm down. I'm, try, I'm I'm with y'all. I'm down to do this. But I got to do something else. And then you you talked about, you know, you mentioned being shot at, but there was actually one particular instance that kind of like shifted your thinking. So here you are out of college, you know, trying to figure this thing out, become a police officer. You got your boys, you know, making all these millions of dollars and living good and all of this. And then here you are, you know, out on the beat on the streets. And then you had a situation with a young man. And, And walk us through that situation and then how that kind of, Shifted to thinking in terms, of, okay, I gotta really do something now. So
3: Yeah, I opened an experience for me. Um, I was working Midnights, you know, it's called the Gresham neighborhood in Chicago. they one, It's one of the communities where led the city of Chicago in homicides. And, you know, Chicago led the nation in homicides. Here it is. I'm a 22 year old cop at the time. Unbelievable. And I'm just working with my partner, I'm going through training and it's about midnight. We just, we see four guys, you know, young kids just standing out there on the corner. We just going up to talk to them and say, hey, take them home for curfew. You know, I grew up in a community that I worked in. So, you know, I wasn't on all that other stuff. A lot of police officers you hear about be on. Just going up to the young guys to take them home. Walk up to the young guys, ask them, you know, where they live. One kid pushes me, take off running. So I was like, hey, everybody just scattered. So I'm gonna start chasing the guy that pushed me. I'm chasing after this kid. He runs in a dark alley in between two large buildings. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing but this huge, like, eight foot fence with barbed wire on the top of it. My partner was an old timer. He wasn't nowhere to be found. You know, he jumped in the squad car to come follow us because he couldn't keep up with us. This kid, man, hops on the gate, climbs up the gate where the barbed wire is, starts cutting himself. I'm trying to grab him. While I'm trying to grab him and pull him down, he pulls out a Tech Nine, points it right at my head. I grabbed the gun, and at the same time the kid starts pulling the trigger, and nothing but bullets just start flying over my head. That was scary, but the scariest part was when my partner came, he starts firing, he sees the kid shooting, he starts firing at the kid. I'm right there in his, in his line of sight, and bullets, he unloads 16 bullets. Now the kid falls over the gate and he takes off running. I hit the ground, the gun falls down. But my partner, all his bullets go, his apartment building across the street, 18 units, all the bullets flying to that apartment building over there. We call in, the shot's fired. Supervisors come on the scene, um, you know, all the brass. And at that point, man, they like, okay, guys, you know, give us your guns. They take our guns from us. They separate us. They put us in separate squad cars. So now we're sitting in the back of a squad car. Mm. You know, and they like, hey, you know, you guys, the detectives come out there and talking to us. They get on the air and say, hey, we need to check out the building across the street because you guys' bullets possibly went to that, into that building. Now, I didn't fire a shot at all. Mm-hmm. But whatever your partner do, you do. You guys yep. are a team. Yep. So the supervisors give the order. They say, hey, knock on the doors. If nobody answers, you have permission to kick in the door. Now, here we are. I still got my radio on. I mean, We're hearing this all take place. I mean, my heart just beating, bruh. Right. I ain't never been so scared. I was just in college like eight months ago. Mm-hmm. My boy in there in the league making $200,000 a week. I'm making $1,200 every two weeks, $600 a week. And I'm sitting in the back of a squad car right now. So I call my dad on the phone like, dad, you know, he knew something was wrong instantly. I called him at midnight. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, man, I'm okay. We got into a chase. My partner shot across the street and the bullets went to apartment buildings. So they checking right now to make sure nobody's in their shot. So here it is, they knocking on unit number one, and they're like, nobody's answering the door. And they're like, okay, kick in the door. So they kick in the door, and they go in and I mean, imagine, man, how that felt. Yeah. You know, you just thinking to yourself like, man, something that you've done possibly yeah. now, it could be a kid in that apartment building actually shot. Mm-hmm. And so here it is, man, um, you know, they went through all 18 units, and everybody was fine, nobody was shot. Perfect. And then at that point, they come to the car now, and they patting us on the back. Good job. Good shooting. Good job. Wow. But it wasn't a good job. I seen how it was beforehand. Right. You know, I saw how they separated us and how they made us almost feel like I was a criminal mm-hmm. at that time. So that was another traumatic. Yeah, no question. You know, experience about twenty
1: <laughs> dramatic experiences. Yeah. yeah, twenty-two. And so I said, something yeah, right. got. Something got to happen. Something
3: got to change. I can't. Yeah, I can't. This this yeah. can't be me yeah. for the next thirty yeah. years.
2: Yeah. No, I got you. And and so. Um, yeah, I would have retired right now. <laughs> That's it. I'd have had That's look it. Dad, I'm not gonna be able to fulfill the family uh, legacy after it. all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm wow. to we'll do some paperwork, uh, be an accountant. Um, and so then, so after that, and not too long after that, I think you kind of said, "All right, cool. I want to be able to, you know, achieve this dream of, you know, becoming a millionaire and all of these things." But you, but you, you continued to be a police officer. Matter of fact, you're still a police officer to I'm this still, day.
3: Twelve months to go. Twelve months to go. How many years now? Until, that will be. Well, that will make. Well, it's 18 now. So you have to do 19 <sighs> and a day. Wow. Yeah. And that last day, bro. My hey, boy, so smart. Hey, uh, yeah. We going the yeah. whole run in. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, on me.
2: So, um, but but you wanted to be able to set yourself up so that when it was time, because you knew this day would come. You're still a young guy. Yeah. You wanted to be able to set you, you and your family up, and so you started this entrepreneurial journey. And you know we're entrepreneurs, and so we know about you know taking risks and all those things. And so, what was your first entrepreneurial like move that you made um, after that situation?
3: Well, the thing about it, see, I always said I wanted to be a millionaire, but when I was going you know, to visit my friend, I, I was exposed to the lifestyle. Right. So I knew that being a police officer wasn't gonna make me a millionaire, but I said, I still want that lifestyle. Yep. Every time I went out there, you know, they had the kids wearing the plaid outfits, hmm. you know, going to school with the little neckties, and I said, man, I want that for my kids. I seen their wives not working. You know, yeah. they're going shopping yeah. in the daytime <laughs> where everybody else didn't All work. Right. No, <laughs> so nah. I was like, you know, no, I was, nah. I saw what I did, I didn't chase the money, I started chasing a lifestyle Mm -hmm. because I knew it was easier for me to get the lifestyle. And so at that point I said, okay, I wrote down all of our debt, Mm -hmm. our our current debt and our future debt. Mm -hmm. And so we said, hey, this is the type of house that we want to live in. And I figured I went to, I went and looked up how much the mortgage would cost me for the type of house that we wanted. I wrote that amount down and let's just say that number came out to $3,000 a month mortgage. So what I did, I devised a plan where I can cover all of my debt with real estate so we can maintain that type of lifestyle. Mm. And so we wrote down all of our debt. We wrote down the type of house we wanna live in, We wrote down the type of cars we want to drive. Mm -hmm. We wrote down how much our kids' tuition would cost. And we didn't even have kids at the time. Mm -hmm. But we just figured we want three kids and this is how much private school costs. We researched everything. And then when we researched everything, we came up with the number of, you know, at the time it might've been $5,000. So we said, okay, our lifestyle is gonna cost us $5,000 every single month. Mm -hmm. So we devised a plan to purchase enough real estate and bring in enough residual income to cover our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then now I might have not been making 200000 dollars every single week, right. but yet I still live like I was making 200000 dollars every week. Yeah. I had the house and it was yeah. paid for by somebody else. I had the cars and it was paid for by somebody else. Kids, tuition, yeah. paid for by somebody else.
2: Yeah, and so so let's let's start slow though. You you cause I want because you know on this podcast, what we try to do, Jay, is. Give people practical tips, you know what I'm saying? Like like strategies for going to that next level. And a lot of people who listen to us, they write in questions all the time and they say, Yo, I'm, um, you know, I want to start this entrepreneurial thing, but I'm working. You know what I mean? I got a job. I'm working eight hours a day. I got a nine to five. How do I balance this, balance this? So your very first property, though, you went out and and how much did it cost you? What did you do to get gotcha. your very first property and start? you know, trying to cover those expenses. What was the first thing you, did you know? Did you take a real estate course? Did no, you?
3: no, actually, man, I was blessed. A, a, a college teammate of mine, who's actually best friend of mine, and he's from Detroit, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, his uncle was a big time real estate guy in Chicago. And he introduced me to a real estate broker. And, honey, you know, her name is April. Shout out to April. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still my real estate broker to this day. Mm. And she actually, I told her, because, you know, here I am coming from Atlanta, you know, watching my boy play. And I was like, hey, I want a house like this. And then that's when she took me around and was saying, well, what you have, you know, what you from what you make. This is the type of house you can afford. But if you purchase these properties, then you eventually can get that type of house. So we went around and looked at 77 different properties before we actually bought the first one. Wow. 77 properties before we bought the first one. And that first property was a four unit apartment building. I don't know how the real estate market is here in Lansing or in Atlanta, but in Chicago, this is is a four unit building. So it's four apartments, you know, one building. Mm -hmm. Each one of these apartments, three bedrooms, each apartment, I was making more money from this one building, I was netting more money than what I was netting from my Chicago police job. Right. And so all I was doing building. was just renting this apartment building out to people. I, I purchased the property. I, I did some cosmetic work at the time mm-hmm. paint, carpet, cabinets, doors. Yourself? You did it yourself? No, yeah, you, I had, did some of the work myself. Had, but had then actually, yeah, my yeah. buddy's uncle yeah. helped me out okay. and um, went in, rented it out, and was netting more money. So here it is, I'm 22 years old, and I'm making more money from this one building than I was making from my police job, mm. instantly. But, uh, but like I said, it wasn't quick. 77 properties first. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. No, nah, you... Yeah, you know, if you can help me out, because a lot of times I think, though, Ma, what
1: the problem with a lot of people are is they go to the behavior first. You know what I'm saying? They go to, oh, he... Because they listening now, they they going straight to, I'm about to do real estate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want them to be cautious, can you just talk, just real quick, the mindset? Because when you blue collar your whole life, there's mm-hmm. a mindset, bro. Mm-hmm. And that entrepreneurial mindset is not the mindset
3: not
1: of blue collar. So, kind of walk me through a little bit of how you did that. And, you know, it's not like you get a lot of support when you grew up in blue collar but, and you start doing entrepreneurial work. Sometimes your people look at you like, like not, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say they don't support you, but it's so foreign to them that they don't support you. Talk me through. Did you read a book first? Mm-hmm. Did you see something on TV? Was there some Les Brown? I'm like, what, <laughs> what happened to you mentally that you was like blue collar is cool, but I'm going to add some stuff to this?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, one thing that exposure, you okay, know, that I, that I like it, it. Yeah, that exposure. Yep. I was exposed. So my vision for my life, my vision for my family was based off of the exposure that I had from seeing all of these guys in the NFL Mm. and seeing that the type of way they was living. So I knew it was possible. My boy was my boy. He didn't have money in college. Mm. You know, he to let him drive my car. Mm. And then now to see him just come up overnight like that was like, man, this is possible. So a lot of guys in the police department though, like you talk about the blue collar guys, they wasn't exposed to that. You know, it's like police officers only hang with police officers. Mm. Now you're getting somewhere. Talk to me. Police officers only hang with police officers. And so it's kind of like everybody is, their vision is according to what they see. But now, since I was able to go outside of that circle, I was exposed to a whole different kind of lifestyle. And I brought that culture back to the police department. Hmm. I brought that culture back to my circle. And so, like I said, that exposure was something. But a lot of times with the blue collar workers and the police officers, they only see time for money or money for time
2: mm-hmm. you know
3: they can't see right, like even right. some police officers to this day i talk to them about the real estate thing and everything is how much can i make per hour hmm. and i let them know like it's not it's about how much you can hour make hour. Yeah. that's it's that a, mindset you're talking about salary. Yeah. that's that, yep. that salary. they only yep. see yep. time for money yep. if i stay here i could make 20 dollars an hour right you know but for what i see and for what i do you don't make, it's not a time for yeah, money thing. Yeah. You might not see it, you might put the work in in the beginning and might not see the fruits of that labor to another two, three years from now. Right. But yet, right. the difference is is that when you're trading time for money, it has an expiration date to it. Hmm. But when you're, putting in, when you're doing this investment thing, it's probably about 20 years ago, and it's still taking care of me. Hmm. It's still taking care of my family. And guess what? After I'm gone, it's gonna take care of my kids. It's yeah. gonna take care of my grandkids. Yeah. That's the difference I saw also from the NFL even with the league, NBA, NFL, it all has an expiration date, yeah. too. Right. Your kids mm. can't ball. Right. Unless right. you Peyton
2: Manning right. and, and, and Eli. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I don't know if they're going to pass that down to their son. Right. Right. saying? Like, that, how many generations yeah. can you keep it going? Yeah. And so l- let's get back to the story, Jay, because now you got this one property that's making you some money. Yeah. And so what after that? You you start saving. I'm still, saving, li- I'm you still get...
3: living at home with parents.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, here
3: it is. I'm making this money. Wow. And I said, okay, I, I,
0: cool. I don't even want you to go past that. He's still living at home with his parents. Still Why living at home with a parents. a property still that
3: has driving, four right. units. Still driving a 1993 Ooh. Chevy Blazer. Ooh, yeah. oh, 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 I love it. You know, I like that <laughs> dirty dog. I like Dirty <laughs> Sam. I like that Dirty Sam. <laughs> Yeah, go for it. And And then at that point, I bought my second property. And this time, it was a six-unit apartment building. So now from that first and that four-unit, I was netting like $3,500 from that four-unit building. And then now, all of a sudden, I started netting $5,000 from this six-unit building. 22 years old. Yeah, Yeah. So I'm netting over $8,500. I'm netting, not grossing. I'm netting over $8,500 from real estate alone at 22 years old. And yet I'm still making twelve hundred dollars every two weeks. Yeah. From the police department.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, and so and so now you're starting to see this thing and, and you're probably starting to believe now, like, whoa, okay, this is real. Yeah. Cause I had to, there had to be a moment where you thought, okay, this is fake, this is about to run out, this can't <laughs> this can't last forever, right? right like right. there's this you know, feeling of, you know, this is incredible. And so you continue buying properties. Continue buying properties. My yep.
3: parents kicked me out the house because I would've stayed there forever. Yeah, <laughs> no, <worries. laughs> no <worries. laughs> My parents like, <laughs> hold on, down, you making more money than us. Right, 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 right. Right. You gotta go, yeah, you gotta yeah. get your own house. Yeah. Yep. And so at that point, that's when um, me and Camille got married. Yep. And uh, we had a whole wedding financed from our real wow. estate. Yep. Mm. We went into our marriage with no debt. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, well, I, mean, I went to the courthouse for twenty five dollars. So and no, no debt.
0: Debt. <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> <laughs> It just
3: wasn't
1: glamorous. Ooh, same, same principle. Same principle. <laughs> hey,
3: we got the same results, bro. <laughs> yeah. same results.
2: Um, and so yeah, so then you 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 get married, um, and now you continue buying properties, and you you you're doing your thing, and then you and your wife now start looking at other uh, business ventures, right? Yeah. Was, well, was,
3: before that, that's when we had our daughter, mm-hmm, uh, yep. Rhianna. And um, at that point, you know, my wife was doing teaching. She had left Enterprise Mm -hmm. and then she was doing some teaching and she wanted to stay home with our child. You know, but then after staying in the house with the child, she was like, Hey, I still want to do something. Mm-hmm. I want to have an identity. And then at that point, my real estate agent, April, brought me a church that was for sale. Wow. And you know, at this point, I'm just wow. buying up everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Not just good. like you're I'm just saying because it works. It just made sense. It made sense because real estate was taking care of our lifestyle. And so the more properties I bought, the larger our lifestyle
0: grew.
3: And then I knew that as long as we own these properties. Our lifestyle yeah. could never get taken away from us. Yeah. And so um, we went ahead and um, I bought the church and we renovated. We knew nothing about daycare centers, nothing. And um, we bought this first daycare center. Uh, we renovated, so turned you, it to you a daycare. So bought a church we bought and a turned church. it into a daycare yeah. center. turned it to a daycare okay. center. Um, this property is in Englewood. I don't know if y'all are familiar mm-hmm. with Englewood, yeah. but Inglewood is supposed to be so, the worst yeah. community. Mm-hmm. And we bought this place because there was no daycare centers in that community. Mm-hmm. and. Um, We had two kids in there at the time. Yeah. And right.
2: I, at the, the, the whole you, church. so you're yeah, right. So you, right. Got you the church you renovated for a daycare, right. and then you, then the doors open.
3: The doors open. We put our awnings up there, King's Kitty Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, we had two kids. I love it. And one kid was my brother's son. <laughs> so, you know, we weren't making no money from right. him right. You know right. Right. And then the other kid was my daughter. And mm. what, what, when, what, and I am so mm. happy to be here. <laughs> right.
2: And so, I mean, did, did you have a curriculum or did you have, like, what did you well, have? I'll tell
3: you something. Man, <laughs> we didn't have any. Anything. Yeah, tell we,
2: the
1: truth, and no. <laughs> the truth. right now. We have a real talk right now. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't have anything. Yeah, but a yeah. dream. But a dream and yeah. a vision. Yeah. yeah. A dream and yeah. a vision. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that's what I tell people all the time, bro, right? you gotta have a vision too. Yeah, you just can't yeah, have a dream. Because yeah, you know, yeah. dreams happen when you sleep. Yeah. But visions yeah. happen while you yeah. woke. Yeah, 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 yeah. And mm. so we had a dream and a vision. That's what and- I'm doing wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> too many people out here dream. Yeah, 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 I gotta wake up.
3: Right? Wait, yeah, I got you way way <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, and um we uh we opened the doors and we had a lot of faith too, E. Mm. A lot of faith, see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of faith, yeah, man. Yeah. And um we opened our doors up and I remember people was just coming in. And the way the building look. Here it is, is a community that's been forgotten about, a community that's been run down. Mm-hmm. And we've put a lot of money into this property. Never took a bank loan out, by the way. Uh oh, sounds mm-hmm. familiar. Never took a bank loan out. <laughs> we renovated this property from buying properties, fixing it, and selling. Once we bought the property, fixing it, and sold it, the profit we get, we took 50% of that profit and put it into the daycare center. Mm-hmm. And then we took the other half and then bought another property to fix up again. To sell again. Mm. And so it took us two and a half years to fix up that daycare center, but when we opened our doors up, like I said, we opened our doors with two kids, hmm. and then within two months, we had like 60 kids in the place. Wow. Mm. And then within a year's time, we had 100 kids in there. Now, keep in mind, bro, I'm a full-time cop. Wow. I got my real estate thing going on, and here it is, we got this daycare center. So at that hmm. time, man, that's when I, we called up my mother. You know, we called my dad, we had our sisters in there. I'm in there, I took off from work. I was the cook. I was the janitor. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm reading kids, you know, little stories. Things like that. I'm playing puppet master because we was not ready for everything that took place. I mean, we wasn't even ready for the income. We never did it for the income. That's the crazy part about it. We never even knew how much daycares actually even make. I just wanted to have a nice safe secure place for my daughter to yeah. be in <laughs> and then also I wanted a place where my wife can have an identity and I knew my wife she's the face of the daycare centers you know and I knew that she was going to excel in it because mm-hmm. she's that motherly type mm-hmm. but um bro we was not even prepared for the response from the community and we wasn't prepared for the amount of money coming in that one daycare center started bringing us in about yeah. seventy thousand dollars a month
0: yeah and, and let me let me ask this what qualifications or research or you know whatever did your wife do to position herself for this this position oh yeah
3: so from the time period of two and a half years when I was actually doing a construction to the property my mm-hmm. wife took early childhood education courses mm-hmm. um, we went to another course to own the daycare center and my mm-hmm. wife became the director so she positioned herself in that time Time frame because yeah. we knew that paying directors, you know, that's like an extra 50,000 a year, yeah. and we was like, hey, well, that money could come into our house, now. right, right. <laughs> and so that business grew so fast. You said seventy thousand a month. Seventy thousand dollars a month. $70,000 a month is what we was making from I'm in family. the wrong business. I got to put the speaker thing on.
2: <laughs> Starting, but you got to mess with the baby. He don't do well oh, with, yeah, the kid. with the kids. He <laughs> don't do yeah, well with the kids. He got about 32 minutes with yeah, the kids. He choked them out. long
1: 32 though. Yeah, um,
2: so so this thing is now turning into you know an enterprise <laughs> like all enterprise. in its own. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. from there you guys end up opening another daycare. We
3: opened up another daycare right across the street. Uh, We (laughs) bought a cleaners out because the response was so overwhelming. And it was a cleaners right across the street. We bought the cleaners out. I renovated that daycare center. I mean, that cleaners and turned into a daycare center again. And before the doors opened up, we already had that place filled to capacity. And so now all of a sudden, now we're bringing in about $120,000 a month collectively between the two daycare centers. So now I said, hey, it worked twice. Why not do it again? Yep. So then we bought another daycare center that was an existing daycare center. Um, it's been around for 30 years, and they had just closed their doors. Went in, renovated that daycare center, and then within six months' time period, we had another 100 kids there. So now we're bringing in close to $200,000 a month. From child care.
2: Without getting hit on the football. But this don't have nothing to do with the properties now. <laughs> no, no, this is not like, real estate. This is separate, just from yeah, huh? this is
3: just from child care. Wow. And um at this point we was like, wow, you know, we really own something. And mm-hmm. now the lifestyle, it now always, you say you own a something. <laughs> now, <laughs> $20,0 in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, I just saw what it did though, outside of even the money it created jobs, yeah, and, you mm, know? Yeah. We was just, it's yeah. no better feeling, man, yeah. to actually see people and they said yeah. they prayed for this job, Yeah, yeah. you mm, know? Yeah. And then also parents saying, we prayed for this day, thank yeah, you for yeah. putting this type of daycare center in our yeah, community, yeah. and the type of community that's been forgotten about because everybody just keep putting garbage up in that area, mm. and I think that's why we were so blessed because yeah, we actually made it look like it belonged in yeah. the Gold Coast on the north side wow. of Chicago, and wow. we brought wow. it into, quote unquote, the worst area but you know, it's...
2: So, it the, so, so you got the daycares now and then you, you I mean, and you got the, the construction company already now probably go up and going because you got all these properties as well, right? Right. So now you got the construction company that's out and they're, you know, doing their thing, renovating properties, you got the daycares going. And then after that, um, more recently, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead too far, you looked at, you know, a, another industry where you said, <laughs> hey. I can probably do some things in this industry as well and that happened to be the security industry that's correct and so yeah it was we just so happened to be at uh, in New yeah uh, uh, a couple weeks ago and Jay was like oh yeah that got I own a security company too as a matter of fact a couple of my uh, <laughs> security guards are right there in Neiman Marcus across the street right now right. I was like what um but how did the, the security company then start? And this was just a couple years ago, right? Yeah,
3: just a couple years. Um, it's called Illinois Security Professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, been around a couple of years. And that started my brother, who's a sergeant with the state police. You know, yeah. Tommy. Yeah, you know, Tommy. Shout out to Tommy. Uh, shout out to Tommy. And Tommy the, got a job. This Tommy <laughs> got a job. <laughs> yeah, this, this Tommy, Tommy, got, this got, a Tommy job. got about three jobs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, my big brother, man, you know, I love dearly, he... Um, You know, my brother's a worker, always been a worker, man. His whole life. Um, Even when we were shorties, you know, he used to work at McDonald's, worked at the cleaners. You know, he always kept a job or two or three jobs. And, um, you know, my brother has two sons, you know, Matthew and Jeremiah. And, you know, sons are very active in the sports. And, you know, my brother, he's always take them to practice. He used to take them to, you know, they play basketball, they play football, and he would take them to practice. But sometimes it would conflict with one of his part-time jobs. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I seen my brother, man. I seen him trying, I seen him trying to put them in the best schools. I seen him working two, three jobs just to make ends meet, you know, not getting sleep, you know, sacrificing his health, not exercising and things like that. And then um, he was working part-time job at the part-time job. And so I went to my brother like, hey man, it's, it's gotta be an easier way. Because my nephews sometimes, they would come to me and say, hey, Uncle Jamal, can you take me to practice? Mm. You know, my dad is either tired or or too busy. Mm. And, you know, I know how my brother is, man. He loves his sons like no other. And um, I seen him trying. So, you know, came to my brother, was like, Hmm. hey, man, you ever thought about, you know, starting a security company? Right. Like, man, you're good at this. This is what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, you're good at this. And then you command other officers. And then my brother was like, you know, man, I don't know nothing about that. And I'm like, you know everything about it. You've been doing this for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just showed him the model and mm. I told him, hey, we can do this together. You know, I help you out. You know, this is what we both do. We come from the police. You know, it shouldn't be anything harder than what we already been doing. Mm. And so we started Illinois Security Professionals. Um, and just two years ago, and to make a long story short, at the end of our first year, we, we grossed $100,000. But now in year number two, we have grossed in upwards of $2 million. So we went from $100,000 to $2 million.
2: In a year? Yes. And so basically this is a, a staffing company you you get the staff basically for an event or you know concerts coming to town or you know buildings that need to be secured they call you you send not only security guards out but also police officers yeah, so we actual do, police officers
3: Yeah we do uh, senior homes also mm-hmm. we do uh, commercial buildings mm-hmm. um, we do and you have the pipeline yeah, we had the, the, the North Dakota Pipeline. That was one of our largest contracts. Went all the way through the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And so we had the state police um, handling that. Mm-hmm. And um, So you've we, been
2: able to not only start this company and, you know, provide more income for your family. You've been able to free your brother up financially. Absolutely. And you've been able to hire police officers, friends who, you know, need extra hours, who want to, you know, maybe, you know, save for Christmas time or whatever. Now you're able to employ them as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the the beautiful thing about this, and you know, you know, Jay has been able to, you know, provide all of these, you know, jobs, and you know, uh, you know, become a, a multi millionaire as a, a a young still. Jay, how old are you now? Man, I just turned forty. Just man. turned forty. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, turn 40. just turned forty young. years Ben's old. That's Thirty. And um, I think the the crazy thing is you've been able to build this world while being a full time police officer. So those of you who are listening. Like, you didn't take off, you didn't stop Never. for eight months and Never. a year and say, hey, let me stop being a police officer and do this. You did all of this while still being a police officer yep. eight hours a day, eight, eight nine hours a day, yep. uh, a Chicago police officer. And still a Chicago police officer to this day. And that was the thing that blew my mind about the story because I'm like, okay, you know, how in the world do you find time to, get to manage all, all these things that to to be able to put all these different people in position like yo it had to be hard to do but i'm thinking if you are able to do that as a chicago police officer and i'm not talking about everybody being a multimillionaire maybe that's not the goal maybe that's not the dream yeah. but what do you say to somebody out there who you know wants to uh, have their family be more financially free but they you know they just got this job where for real they're not that you know, they make uh, $1.25 more than they made last year and yeah. it's just a standard raise and things of that nature. And they have these reasons as to why they can't, you know, go to that next level or break through that barrier or, or find a side income or things for their family. What do you say to that person who's either scared to make that move, struggling to make that move, or don't believe it's possible?
3: Uh, look at my life. Hmm. Yeah. Look at my life where I come from a yeah. blue collar family I didn't go to any special university. You know, I I worked as a Chicago police officer. I worked on midnights for the first 10 years of my career. And I worked midnights because I kept going during the daytime. You know, I needed to work a job at night so in the daytime, you know, I slept in the afternoon, you know, so Mm -hmm. I kept on sticking towards the vision that I had for my life and I kept going. And so it's definitely possible. You just got to get out there and do it. You just gotta find the time. What well, we did though, we freed up the more properties we bought and the more it took care of a lot of our debt, it freed up time for us. And so I would say to that person, you know, write down all your debt. You mm. know, actually write it down on paper, all of your debt. And then for me, I use real estate to combat. So for every bill I had, I use a building to combat against I that like bill. That. I mm. like that. Mm. I used a building to combat against every single bill that I had. So now once all of my debt was gone, erased, I didn't have to worry about my debt. Then at that point, it freed up time for me to do whatever it was I wanted to do in life. Mm -hmm. It's hard to try to pursue your passion or pursue your goal or dream when you got bills to pay. When you worried about the mortgage payment or you worried about how you're going to eat. So what we did, once you clear all that debt, now you can walk in your purpose. You can go you can you can go on a fast track pretty much. Yeah. And 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 this
2: is the million dollar question. Uh, you, you probably still make uh 100 times more than you make as a police officer. Oh man, it's not why, even Why why didn't you quit a just long time walk ago? Away. You could have you could have oh. quit 10 20 years ago or you know 10 15 years ago, you probably could have walked away and said I'm out of here. Yeah. Why are you even still to this day a police officer?
3: I think part of it still has to do with that legacy man Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it has to do with the whole thing you know my 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 parents um, and my brother you know just my whole family structure dealing with the police department you know all of my friends because i've been an officer all my friends are still police officers Mm -hmm. like every my whole circle was nothing but the police Mm -hmm. and so i always felt that i'm going to the same way how i was exposed to that nfl life 18 years ago, mm-hmm. I'm exposing all of my inner circle now
0: yeah, yeah. to this yeah. new that kind entrepreneur of to this life.
3: entrepreneur life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so when you look at my circle, everybody around us, that's police officers, they yeah. either got real estate, you know, some of them even have opened up home daycare centers. Yeah. You know, some of them work for the security company. And so we're exposing now, yeah. you know, as I know what it did for me. Yeah. And so that's what we've been committed to. So You know, I never really looked at it as being anything that I had to get rid of. It was kind of like, you know, when you play football, you know, most people when they're in school, they go to school and that's all they do. I've always been, since I played ball my whole life, I'm used to going to school. Yeah. I'm used to lifting weights. I'm used to going to study hall. Mm -hmm. I'm used to playing football. So I've always done more than what was required.
2: Yeah, and, and I think it's just maybe, is it odd or, I mean, you you make more than probably the chief of police of uh, the city. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I'm just saying. So, and you you've had to, you know, hire maybe some of your superiors might yeah, work for you absolutely. and things of that nature. Absolutely. And um, not to brag, I mean, you, you are. Uh, I wouldn't have you on the podcast if you were, you know, somebody who was like into themselves. Like right. the reason. and Let me just explain to the listeners. The reason I wanted Jay to come on here is not to be like wow, but one, uh, I've never heard of a multi-million. Uh, uh, Dollar police, police officer. officer. <laughs> it's just, I just never <laughs> heard of off. it, So it's an incredible story. But I think you guys should know Jay is a, a Breathe University student and, yes, and has been in Breathe U since we started. Yep. Um, was at the very first conference we ever put on ourselves in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Yeah. And we met him there. And every single conference, probably once every three conferences, I'd see Jay and his wife would be with him. He brought his son to one, um, you know, and he would be there and he always would like do VIP and like whatever we had the top level package, Jay would be there. And so him and his wife. And so we started establishing this relationship. And I think even at one of the conferences, I gave you my number and I was like, yo, Jay, hit me up. And Jay never hit me up. I was like, all right, cool. I never even <laughs> thought about it until I seen him the next well, you know, time. I saw
3: people just say, yeah, hey, of they course. give you a number, and say, hey, hit me no, up.
2: Yeah, no, I get it. And, you know, most of the time, you know, we're in a position where, you know, you give somebody a number, like, they're hitting you up. Like, yeah, okay, I'm no taking pressure. you up on that. Like, no I seen you on the right. podcast. Right. I see you around. Right. Like, yeah, Yo, you gave me my number. See, what's up? And, you, you know, you never really hit me. And I see you at, you know, the marriage conference. And I see you and your wife come out. And then finally I was like, "Yo, what's up, man? Give me your number. Yes. Let me get your number. Let's text." And right. so you and I started to stay in contact, and you know, and, and hanging out. And now we've obviously, you know, built a friendship and a relationship. But I, I know, I knew Jay for four or five years and never... I knew he was a police officer. That was it. Now, I thought yep. you was doing well because I'm like, he in Miami. God, yeah, he he in LA at the hey, did, know,
3: Right. I, I got a building mm. that's actually... <laughs> just <laughs> that's, for ETA. It's just yeah. for yeah. Yeah. I got a building that pays for my Breathe membership. Yeah. Mm. It also pays... For conferences, yeah, it pays for different self-help books, yeah, and so I got a property just for that too. Yeah, and
2: I want to ask you why, you know, in, in this pursuit. Obviously, you know, you started, you know, listening to E, and you kind of yeah. went, went on this journey with us. How has E's message and kind of yeah?
1: What, why is it even necessary? Because I'm thinking you already own an yeah, but that's right the thing right I want now. to get
2: to. That, that's yeah. that's stay right there, E, because yeah. you're right there where I'm trying to get. Because here you are making millions yeah. of dollars, living out your every dream. Yeah and you at every conference and then and and you won't breathe you you got the the highest package was $200 you got whatever we got you got right and and I appreciate that I really yeah. do but it reminds me of like when they say Mike was the first yeah, one in the gym yeah. and the last mm-hmm. one to leave yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm wondering who was right it, right and
1: I'm saying <laughs> like where are BJ Armstrong right I'm saying like, right. And so, What so was he doing
2: when Mike was in there what yeah. has and, and and not to not for you to like brag on us no. but like You know, we tell people all the time on this podcast, yo, join Breathe You. get involved in these challenges, you know, be a part of our community, be a part of, you know, come to the conferences and things like that. What has that done for you over the last, however long you've been listening to E, Mm. rocking with us, being in Breathe You? what has that really done for you?
3: Man, it helped take me to the next level. And so I always, I think when the first time I met E, I called him Coach. I -hmm. don't even think he, he realized what I was saying. I called him Coach. I was like, what's up, Coach? The reason why I call him Coach is because he helps push the message that he gives every single day. The message that you guys created helps give a little bit extra mm-hmm. out of me. You know, whether it's in the gym, whether it's keep going, you know, not getting just complacent with what I have, mm-hmm. you know, to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I call him Coach all the time. Yeah. So, you know, being in Breview man, has... Giving me brothers like yourself yeah. that's like-minded. Mm-hmm. You know, before I was saying that. You know, I'm a Chicago police officer, and I'm around other Chicago police officers. Yep. but where could I get around other entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you know? Where could I get around other people that's going the same direction I'm going? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what Breathe you bring to me. Mm-hmm. You know, just being around you guys, man, it's crazy because, you know, you guys are like family, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, I automatically know you because I know that mindset you got. Mm-hmm. And that's why we was able to connect so tight. Yep. You know, Carl, same thing, you know, E. Everybody that in Breathe you that I've met, you know, Josh, you know, it's like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So we always say iron sharpens iron. No doubt. Yep. And every time yep. no doubt, I would get around you guys, I would go to the conferences because you guys would always sharpen my iron and mm-hmm. I would come back to Chicago just charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I would go back to the other police officers and expose them to what I learned from the conference or expose yeah. them to what I, you know, just being in the right. presence of you guys. Yeah. So, you know, I want to thank you guys, man. man yeah, because- no, and,
2: and that's amazing. And here goes the thing. You know, we meet a lot of people and they come up you know them, and they like, ah, oh, y'all come on, jump on my yacht real quick and you know, I'll come back to my house and things like that. And Jay never said I'm one word. About nothing. Like I literally this information that y'all are getting on the podcast, I had to pry it out of him <laughs> one by one. Like I was like, and then what? And then what? And then what? Like I literally had to pry this information.
0: Let me stop there. I'm just like I want y'all to really appreciate what CJ is doing, cause I'm saying me and Jay talked in Jersey. Like I knew it, I knew some of it, but I got this in Jersey a, a month ago maybe. And I'm saying CJ, bring it to y'all like now, like immediately. Yeah, because as we I got think it. it's so
2: important for people to hear. Like, yo, you got a dream and you got to go. And here goes the thing. Jay just said it. You looking at money for money's sake. We're not talking about being a no, greedy, yeah, you no, know, like, no. like Jay just told you he was able to free up his brother's time mm, and, and yeah. probably his marriage is better off for it. Oh, his relationship with his kids. His and I, wife
3: just bought some red bottoms. His wife bought <laughs> some, you know what I'm saying? His <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, no, So his wife, Like he, he has yeah. freed his you family up, other people <laughs> in his community. And friends. I think the yeah. most
2: incredible thing is you said. You know, you got the daycare centers, and Chicago police officers' kids go to the daycare centers. It's a community. And you got the, the properties, and you have some of your officers who live in some of those properties. That's right. You have the security company, and some of those police officers work. In uh-huh. the security company, that's right. And so you've built this entire community and this entire enterprise around what it is you're doing. And I think people need to learn how to leverage their network, how yeah. to work hard, and this—that's why this message is so important. I want to um, wind this down because we do have to finish up a tad early. eve has got—we all got somewhere to be together. Um, we're headed to a, a, an event together, uh, the fellas. But. Um, I want to quickly ask you a couple more questions and jay hopefully you'll join us on the podcast again because i think the information that you have is just incredible and i know guys we we kind of had to you know run through the story but um i want to ask you this and i think you know this is for maybe probably all of us Uh, i'm not sure carl you know how much carl feels because he got his squad with him and you know you know maybe a different situation being from the islands but do you ever feel any Survivor's remorse, and and what I mean by that is just you know, mm-hmm. being blue collar like even myself, you know what I'm saying? Like you got friends and family members who, you know, maybe I'm not saying they like about to get evicted or yeah. nothing, but you about know, yeah, they may not right. be. Yeah. I mean, you you and your wife just went to Spain for you know a, a, a couple weeks, and yeah. y'all travel all over, and y'all coming on the cruise with us in March, and you know, for me, sometimes I you know. You know, you feel like, man, like, not do I deserve this, but like, I hope everybody don't feel bad or I'm not trying to rub my lifestyle in people's face or I don't want to be looked at as like, oh, he think he this or he think he that. And and you are probably, you know, one of the most humble gentlemen I've ever met in my life. Um, but the reality is you do have an 18,000 square foot mm-hmm. home that you worked very hard for. You built your dream home, yeah. right, in five minutes from the Magnificent Mile, and, yeah. you know, you own this beautiful mansion, and it's got a gym in it, mm-hmm. and it's got
0: all these hey, a movie theaters and a sports bars. Don't lose your thought, but one small thing, y'all. If y'all meet Jamal, Jamal is in shit. Oh yeah like, yeah I'm no, just saying yeah. like it ain't a dude that just got yeah, he you know looked like you just got done playing yesterday
2: yesterday Jamal and shit to this I'll
3: day I'll you, that, doing all of that dramatic sports bro <laughs> <summer, laughs> <summer, laughs> I'm still stuck in the <laughs> league mode yeah, yeah, like yeah. I didn't, didn't want to just have that lifestyle yeah, yeah. but be out of shape you know what I'm saying cuz then you don't have a the lifestyle you you don't no, have a lifestyle So I wanted to still have a
2: build and so do you do you ever feel like you know even with you know your friends are police officers and they're coming over to a mega mansion yeah you know, to like to come over to your sports bar and y'all work together. Like yeah. you work side by side and they coming over and like having a, a beer in the sports bar. Yeah. And it's like, yo, what in the world? You know what I'm saying? Like, And so how do you deal with that part of it? Is it awkward ever or
3: do you kind you know, of feel like, man, this is... See, it's, it's kind of almost like the same experience that I felt 20 years ago. With the football, yeah. When I was going yeah. to my man's mansion. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just You're same. hoping they take it. Like I that. hope that they take it that yeah, way yeah, yeah. Yeah. and kind of say, "Hey, if Jay could do it, yeah. and I mm-hmm. can do it too." Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I'm just Absolutely. like my man did for me. I'm opening my house up mm-hmm. and showing them. Absolutely. You know, like I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. being standoffish and saying, "Hey, look what I got." I'm saying, "Hey, bro, partake in what we got. This is mm-hmm. what we have." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. come see. This is real. So, Absolutely. So yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm opening my life this up. The house that we built. Yeah, it's the house we mm-hmm. built. Yeah. And so I'm, I don't ever come off that kind of way. And everybody know me, know that. I've helped them open up daycare centers. I've helped them purchase real yeah, estate. I've yeah. shown them how to do it. Yeah. I've even, some of my buddies that wanted to get in real estate, I partnered up with them. These are police officers. Cause they kinda like, hey man, I don't know nothing about it. And you know, police officers only really trust police officers. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so I show them, hey look, I'll partner up with you and I'll show you how to do it. And so, I kinda like bring them into my life so that they don't mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I you no, know I what I'm saying?
2: think that's dope. Yeah. And, uh, how did it feel to build build your dream home? Hmm. Real quick, how, how,
3: Jay got hot. <laughs> like feel? I haven't been there yet. <laughs> how does it feel? Yeah, how it's does it so feel? It's so big. And you still got some room. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. it's, it's really, and I mean, you got to know the history behind the house. It's it's, it's me and my wife. We're always was talking about this is like a legacy house. You know, even on all of our shower doors, it's a it's a it's a glass. Uh, we have a a family crest that we created, mm-hmm. and in and hmm. I was showing e the other yeah, day. Unbelievable. You know. With God, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And it's everywhere. It's on the yeah. front door. It's on the floors and the shower. Yeah. I mean, it's just all throughout the house. Yeah. You know, with God, all things are possible. So it's kind of one of the things when you walk in the door, you know, it's, it's one of the things where you just continuously thank God because mm-hmm. I could have had just that regular life. No question. You know, I yeah. thank God that I'm able to still have this lifestyle and that home that we have. Yeah. We built that home and made it that large because we were thinking about the generations to come after yeah. us. Hmm. We were thinking about the family reunions at this house. You know, we might not even be alive, but our great, great, great grandkids will know us based off of what they see.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's and, and that's incredible. And. For those who know the history of chicago this house is on what they call millionaires row right yeah
3: millionaires row yeah made 1885 and
2: and, and a lot of black servants yeah used to be in that house so jay was telling me that every single room has an entrance and an exit out the back because the servants were only allowed to come in the back
3: yeah it has two staircases the front staircase is made of mahogany wood that's the most expensive wood you can buy the rear staircase for the servants was made out of pine wood which is the cheapest wood that you mm. can buy. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and so, Jay. We should just yeah. wrap it up right yeah, now. No, no. Yeah, we're going yeah, after that. No, that's i not going to admit, I promise you. What, you going, you getting yeah. mahogany or you getting wow. fire? Yeah, oh, no, yeah.
2: There, there's so much more. Jay, I appreciate you staring in the yeah, story, because no, no, I know yeah, you, man. Jay, like, uncomfortable even talking about it, but I'm like, yo, you have to, and over the past couple weeks, I've just been yeah. kind of telling you the yeah. importance, and Jay's like, man, I'm not a speaker. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like, bruh. The information that you have is going to inspire Uh people across the world, and so, um, yeah, no, I hope uh, y'all were able to take a lot of that, man. We'll jump into Ask ET. I only got one question for Ask ET, and Jay, I think you could help out on this, (laughs) and this would be a community effort, because it was uh, a heavy one. But, um, Jay, you'll come back on the podcast, man, and and share with us, Jay's family. Now, he'll be on the cruise, for those of you who are on the cruise. Um, It was so funny, guys, because I was at the event in Newark, and uh, it's crazy because you don't know, and I tell you guys this all the time, stop just running by people and coming up to people because you think they somebody yeah. and you want to meet ET because yeah. he inspired right, you. Right. We're at in, at the conference in Newark and people are running right past Jay. <laughs> I'm talking about right past Jay, running up to me like, "Now nah, I'm in real estate, CJ, and I'm trying to, I said, look, only house I ever bought is the one I live in. Okay, doggone it? You, here go your real estate guy right there and Jay was just right there and by the end of the time, Jay, I think you, you know, I had introduced you to so many people yeah. and, you know, maybe even said your name a couple times bro. and so, yeah. by the end of it, you know, I took a video of Jay, he was at the table <laughs> he, he was just teaching class, I just took a video uh, I didn't know you and, and I was sorry. like, yo, welcome to your new life because yeah, you, have be yeah. yeah. you have to be able yeah. to teach people this, you have to be able to teach people how to become financially yeah. free yeah. families how to become financially free, there's a guy, a husband listening to this right now whose family is just right at the brink of broke and he's stressed out about it, you have to teach him how to go to that next level, it's a, 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 a wife, a mother listening who's got that business idea who just wants to start it on the side and I believe you're going to be a huge help and uh, our Breathe You students already know you they already know to call on you you have them down for dinner they come to your house Jay rented a yacht that's another thing that made me curious we were down in Miami at the marriage conference and Jay had a yacht and everybody was out on the yacht before the conference they came in and everybody's like yeah we just got off the yacht I was like who had a yacht they was like Jay had a uh, got a yacht the weekend. I was the like, Man, I need to switch up and become a Chicago police officer. i I know it's dangerous in Chicago. They fucking actually, you
1: still got
2: time. So yeah, no man, I I thank you for that. And like I said, we had uh, a, a bit of a shortened podcast today because we got stuff to do. But I promise you. Anytime you oh, yeah. want to come on, we'll have for you back on. Sure. Matter of fact, I'd like to have you we'll make the house. No, we'll, yeah, I'd like to come to the house. <laughs> no, and no yeah. in the house. yeah, yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, yeah we'll, it would do video. Um, yeah. But uh, maybe you could jump on um, the podcast for a bit uh, on the cruise as well. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. So I'll
3: thanks,
1: Jay. Let's see, we need some security Listen. detail on the cruise. Listen. Yeah, no, I got uh, uh, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You need childcare too? Childcare? Yeah, for sure. We need childcare on
3: the cruise too. Oh no, question. We got
2: it all. So, uh, Ask ET brought to you by Organifi. Uh, Organify.com, guys, you know the promo code SUCCESS. Listen, man, Organifi, all natural, all green. You heard Sean talk about it. Sean wow. broke it down so good I can't even try yeah. to break it down. But Organifi.com, guys, we are in the new year. If you're looking for some different results, you gotta do something different. The Organifi give you all the energy you need, man, give you all the greens you need. For those of you who not gonna sit there and make a smoothie and spend you know uh, uh, 30 minutes a day blending all these veggies up every day, get the Organifi, man. Try it out, check it out, let us know how it is, man. We're getting testimonials from people all over the world saying they're trying it, the green juice, the red juice, and it's been incredible, been phenomenal. Shout out to my boy Evan, who just reordered his stuff, man. He's going crazy with it. Getting slim, looking good. Um, Organifi.com. That's www.organifi.com. Www.organifi, Use the promo code success to get twenty percent off. All right, E. I know we got to run, but I got I had to get this. All right, I had to get this. This uh, young lady, and she asked for her name not to be read, but she said, "Are y'all ready for this?" Yeah. She said, uh, "Hey guys, happy New Year. Let me start by saying I'm so glad." I found this podcast, you guys keep me laughing so hard and give me insight for my business uh, and it has been invaluable. I have a question that may even be a fair or foul. Hmm. On Christmas day, I got the surprise in my life. My boyfriend of three years finally proposed and I said yes and it was amazing. Now my boyfriend had been engaged once before but it didn't work out. All, infor- uh, all information that I was aware of. However, I never asked him what happened to the ring. You can probably guess where this is going. Long story short, <laughs> I asked him if it was the same ring he used mm. to propose to his ex-fiance, and he admitted that, yes, in fact, it was. Of course it is. <laughs> of course <Ball> it is. <laughs> she said, wait, there's more. Uh-oh. Oh, man. It's a family heirloom formerly owned by his grandmother. Hmm. So it's not like he could just take it back and exchange it for a new one, but still I feel some kind of way. In the famous words of CJ, am I tripping or... Your insights would be greatly appreciated.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, no, you are tripping. I'm gonna just say you are tripping.
1: Yeah, so yeah. I, I do understand. <laughs> yeah, I do understand. Tripping. Yo, I, I the went back and forth. I read this I the other day. Somebody uh, sent an email to us, and I was like, "Whoa, I get what she's saying." I do. Uh, but I'm saying, "What's the alternative?" Is where I'm struggling at. Okay, so I understand what your challenge is. Keep your is. grandma a little ring. But well, what do you do? Get me what do Go you to do? Jail. Uh, you feel me? So that's, to jail. that's why I'm like, look, Mama, you're a little. You know, caught right now because you know. So for me, I'm saying, yeah. When you threw Grandma in there first, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, my man being cheap <laughs> right, right now. Right. But when you threw Grandma in, it's still it means sentimental, so. sentimental, yeah. and it's still his grandmother. But, but is
2: it if they live in the same little community and she had been rocking it around, showing everybody, and now you come up? Couple years well, you later. Know my
1: whole take on that kind of stuff, see, but I'm trying to grow. <laughs> a bit. I'm trying to lose some of my conservativeness uh, and become a little no, bit more No, I'm just saying, liberal, like, bro.
2: you know, if I'm saying if he had, if she had the ring on, if they run yeah. in the same circles, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Like the my man depression. taking her around the same friends. Depression. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Here's my so, thing though. He didn't marry her though, and he didn't do anything wrong. Whatever happened. He came out of it the way he's supposed to come out. So it wasn't like he got married, then took the ring, then gave it to homegirl. So he didn't do anything wrong, and he's just still trying to honor his grandma. So I'm saying to her, yeah. But let me tell
2: my man, you, you, look, if your husband is listening, look, bro, pick uh, one and, and stick with it because no, you can't no keep talking, grandma. <laughs> bro, bro. This is thirsty. So that's man. where I say I talk. want
1: to go there because y'all know the conservative e, and yeah. I'll be going on and on about how you get hurt. and you going to leave that <laughs> alone. You don't leave all that alone. It didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. And they got it Didn't work engaged, out. Right. That didn't, that work out. It didn't work out. But definitely don't be shooting that gun on the red. <laughs> I don't know whatever. But let me get my grandma ring back. No, no, no. But I would say that my man. At some point though, when you hear this podcast and learn what Maul is saying blow up, you might want to get secondary.
3: <laughs> you might <laughs> A want to get backup. secondary
1: rock, A bro. A backup. from let her rock hey, that well, tell, her, tell, tell
3: her to think of it like Cinderella story. Hmm. The glass slipper. Yeah. Hmm. He tried the glass slipper on, Somebody else and it didn't it fit. fit. Yeah, it didn't fit. So now yeah. he put it on oh, yeah. he gotta her and it was back a perfect fit, yet. no question. She it was be a be perfect prophet. fit. That'd be mm. sweet if she was six years
1: old. <laughs> and <my lady> <laughs> the no, You right though? You let my man, man. out, man. The fact that she don't want to use her name, I, I, I can see some about her already, and so she probably ain't on fairy tale. But no, for real. I, I see it that way, and hopefully, see honestly, the one thing I would ask her to do though is for real make a decision. And then don't don't don't, don't bring back. it back up. Yeah. Not even to him. Don't even bring it back so up I'm in your mind. So I'm saying,
2: mom. if she don't want to wear the ring and she want a new ring,
1: what well, she that's fair. She can say that. that. That's, that's fine. I'm saying it's that's fair. fair. That's it's fair. fair. Like fair. that's her feeling. I'm saying yeah, you don't want to be looking at it. But what about Grandma's the, ring? She could still well, have that and Keep yeah. it in the jewelry that's box. That's what I said. But he messed up though. You know what I'm saying? In that he did give it to homegirl, whatever. What I'm saying. I That's what I'm saying. I'm saying what you said. If I her, I would just take it as yo, this means a lot to you. You know, I'm, I'm going to take it and then just let my man know however you feel. But all I'm trying to say, see, is once you make your decision, don't come back yeah, yeah. And, and be upset about it or let somebody bring it back up. If you decide to go for it, go for it. But to my man, I wish I had your name. This better be the last <laughs> time Grandma <laughs> ring get yeah, passed. I mean, I hope, I hope you really know what you're doing, <laughs> bro. Right? Thought this whole thing through. Because oh, after that, you can just burn Grandma ring, give one of your cousins. <laughs> that's it. And, and, boy, just don't yeah, tell
0: nobody it's Grandma ring. Grandma. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, don't tell maybe nobody it's Grandma. Might
2: be the only boy, but I'm gonna say, I get both sides of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? If homegirl rocked it around Jay, you gotta think about it. You get engaged for sure, man. You like, you know, bringing her around. You know what I'm saying? Making yeah. it happen, like, you know, it is You know, your boys see, you know, and then <laughs> right. like, here comes the new. And she got the ring. To, yeah, right. it can be a little sticky. So I get it, but at the same time, it's grandma's ring. I just tell my man, please let this be the last one, please. whatever you do. Oh, can so couldn't he just
3: use that as an engagement ring, but then go buy another one? Uh, well,
2: but what? Uh, yeah, I think you can probably get a new yeah, wedding ring Yeah, you know, an sure. engagement
3: ring. Yeah, yeah you of got course. The wedding ring. So just yeah. leave that engagement, and then get the
2: wedding right. ring. No, you're uh-huh. right. All right, cool. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. We're gonna run. He just ran out the door, uh, <laughs> so we'll get it. We'll get him to do a nugget of the day later. Um... So Carl, any any closing words? We got conferences to talk about. What do we got? What do we got? Let's, so let's,
0: immediately, of course, we got the 20,000 pound challenge, y'all. Yes. So make sure if you're not Still a part of it, right get in there, y'all. We, we trying to keep each other yep. accountable. we just started, yep. we just
2: started. So we ready to rock and roll yep. on that. So
0: I'm gonna start the year at your peak. Um, other than that, we are, we are doing a couple events coming up. We'll probably just put it on our events page. We're finalizing dates now for our Tech Control Entrepreneurship events. Um, other than that the cruise is right around the corner the nice.
3: cruise nice. you ready jay uh, get my beach body together boy oh, oh. <laughs> if, if you need to Are get a beach five, body what 80, we got to do i'm doing do. 5 6 miles a day well, we got to do he came
2: back um yeah no nah, it's uh yeah e we uh, we, we got to get the beach bodies ready i'm saying I, if jay and I the beach body i don't beach know if i body, got march 2020 i might not be able to get it ready you know what I'm saying? <laughs> even doing the vegan hey, but i don't not, know if i'm the, not
1: in the football needed to have that desire To be in football, I want—I want a swimmer's body.
2: Right, 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 right. yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, well, yeah, we appreciate y'all rocking with us as always, man. Much love, happy new year, y'all. For real, man, it's a new year. Let that foolishness from 2017 go, whether good or bad. You know, we all starting with a with a blank slate. We ready to go, except me. I start with platinum medallion, apparently,
3: because I hit
2: that platinum on Delta, and I guess you get to keep it.
1: home you make that you concentrate on this opportunity you don't worry about tomorrow